you're listening to Fantasy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. Get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. And welcome back to the Fantasy Frenemies Football Podcast. We have just finished up the NFL regular season, and we are headed into NFL Wildcard Weekend. Is everybody excited? Yes. Oh, Dad. yeah. <laughs> what? Was that Brandon? He <laughs> said something. I said yes, I yes Dad. I, yes, Dad? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was quite an eventful week 18. Uh, we had a lot of games that either had playoff implications or had teams that blew their playoff chances What like wholeheartedly. Um, the first game we're going to start with is one of those teams. It was the Indianapolis Colts having an ultimate meltdown at Jacksonville, where half the Jacksonville fans were in clown costumes. Uh, and they still clowned the Colts. Uh, Trevor, you want to you wanna start us off by talking about how the Colts suck? No, I'm going to start off with how I think the Jaguars were the ultimate winner. They won this game, but they still got the number oh, one yeah, overall. That is, that is a win. So so they, they not only did they win this game when everyone was wearing a clown costume, but uh, they were able to secure that number one pick because the Lions also won. Also, I thought it was funny. I think there was a sponsor that wanted their name removed from the stadium because they didn't want to be associated with a bunch of clowns. Such blasphemous. Such ridiculousness. <laughs> They're like, we don't want to be associated with a fan base that's dressed in a bunch of clown costumes uh-huh. for this game. Yeah. Um, so, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about how the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, he looked Played fine. his best game, best of the game. Year. Yep, by far. He had it, there, I, I turned it on, and Trevor Lawrence, it was a high snap. He collected it, and he was, like, scrambling off to the side. He kind of threw it on one leg, and he completed it to the back of the end zone. I think was, he started was that the Marvin was, Jones one. Yeah. Yeah, I was think it was that Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones his incentive for the year, too. Ooh. Yeah. So we like incentives. That. Yeah, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know I didn't start with the Colts. I had to start with the Jags. That's true. But I, I just think it was funny. I, mean, I just think it was They whooped him. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Boys, what about you? What did you think of that game? <sighs> I should have known that they were going to lose because there was always the they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. But to make our playoff prediction right of the best team to miss the playoffs being the Colts, I'm happy it came true. (laughs) Well, are they the best team now to miss the playoffs after two straight weeks of utter collapse? Because I would say the Chargers are the best team to miss the playoffs, but we'll get into that game later. Uh, Brandon, any any thoughts on the on the – just Jags blowout win. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. I mean, like, we knew all year that Carson Wentz was the limiter of the Colts. Like, if anybody was going to hold them back, it was Carson Wentz. But they played, for the most part, all year ahead. They were ahead in both Titans games, but they did lose. So, like, them playing with a lead is dangerous because you have Jonathan Taylor and a good defense. And the Jags hopped right out and took a huge lead. What was it? 
Was it a two score lead to start the game? Was it fourteen nothing oh, or something was, like that? It was I think thirteen it was. to three. Okay. I know, and then it was six. It was like twenty three to three or something. Like, twenty six to the, three. The Colts just aren't play like aren't built to play from behind. Like Carson Wentz can't do that, and they don't have that many weapons. Like Michael Pittman's, I like he's a good receiver, but other than that, they have a shell of himself. T. Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. Like that offense is not going to score enough points to come. Harris from Campbell. He just got activated off the IRO that week. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then, I mean, the the Colts are now stuck with Carson Wentz because they traded their first-round pick to get him. He's going to be owed, like, $30 million or something next year. So this is – I think this is who the Colts are going to be. They're going to be, like, a near 500 team, maybe in playoff contention because their O-line running back is great. Their defense is really solid. But their quarterback's just going to keep pulling them back. Because they they decided to. Hmm, I wonder who that sounds. like. I know it just <laughs> sounds very we're, familiar. We're awfully familiar with I, that. Eerily familiar. I'd rather have Baker than Carson Wentz. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. I would too. But that's mainly because Baker's only getting not eighteen million next year, and he's a free agent after that. So uh, we didn't have to give up first round pick this pat this year to get him. Yep. Um, but yeah, moving on to some uh, of the more competitive games. Of the slate, there were three overtime games in week 18, all of them with playoff implications. Uh, we'll start with the earliest one, which was, I believe, the Pittsburgh Baltimore game. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, people thought it was going to be Big Ben's last game in the NFL based on how we thought going into week 18 the games were going to turn out, but it turns out not to be. Um, Big Ben and the Steelers pull off a overtime win against the Ravens on a walk off field goal. Uh, Blaze, you start us off. What did you think of this game? boring <laughs> it was yucky and boring and i didn't care up until overtime and i was like it would be cool if the steelers won because fuck the rap birds and then also i picked the steelers so i was still rooting for that um but i some steelers defied the odds um indianapolis lost they beat the ravens as much as the chargers raiders wanted to tie that didn't happen and saved uh saved their season uh I, no part of me was expecting the Steelers to make the playoffs like two weeks ago. And then they surprised me. So we'll see what happens in the uh, the TikTok Bowl. <laughs> TikTok Bowl. Does this just mean that Big Ben has more gas in the tank? If he can bring no. him to the playoffs this year while looking <laughs> no. terrible? No. No. <laughs> no. They stumbled their way into the playoffs. <laughs> Big Ben can't throw the ball more than eight yards down the field. <laughs> this game was so boring. I hated this. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I, I mean, it went to overtime when I went, really? This game's going to overtime here? Um, I mean, congrats to the Steelers, but I this was just a game that somehow both teams were still in contention for the playoffs. And now the Ravens are in last place in the division after they lost. So we still get a better pick than them, though. Yep. We do. Shout we out do. to whatever the heck the NFL uses as tiebreakers. Wait, we have a better pick than them? Yeah, we are are one spot below them in the conference rankings, but one spot above them in the division rankings. Because they use different tiebreakers to determine order. It's weird. Anyway, TJ Watt. NFL tiebreaker rules are the equivalent of the CDC recommends. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care. (laughs) Uh, Well, congrats to TJ Watt for tying the sack record. Um, Nope. No congrats. Not from me. No, you don't like that? You don't like that? 
Hey, he tied it this year. He's let's hope for no sacks next year. No zero sack, to, zero to zero. How about that? Um, I mean, honestly, he should have the record. He did it in less games. Yeah, he and really should. Michael Strahan got a free sack against Brett Favre to set the record. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, moving on to the next overtime game we saw, which was, I would say, a little more entertaining. Uh, it was the Rams 49ers. Uh, 49ers trailed a big early, but they came all the way back thanks to um, the RB1 slash receiver one slash quarterback one slash the best player in the NFL, Debo Samuel. Um, Trevor, what did you did you watch this game? You think it was more entertaining than the Steelers Ravens? It was much more entertaining than the Steelers Ravens because Debo was on the field. Um, I'm a big Debo fan. Um, he is the running back one, and then he showed off his passing skills with that passing touchdown. Uh, so Debo is just. I think they call him the Swiss Army Knife, is what a bunch of people call him. So oh, that's I'll so lame. That. <laughs> He's got a lot of traits that are good, um, but. This guy does I mean, good. I, We're going to call him the Swiss Army Knife. Get it? It's funny. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I, I hate that name. <laughs> okay, so Blaze does not like when we call him the Swiss Army Knife. No Blaze, way. you got to come up with something he better is, than I was like, come up with what's better than this? Like, he's the. What's something you uh, can use for multiple purposes? Spoons. Spoons? Window cleaner. Window cleaner? What the fuck? What? <laughs> He's the window cleaner of Velcro. You can use it on the mirror. You can use it on a window. You could probably <laughs> use it on the floor. What? If you have glass as your floor? <laughs> have you ever seen a glass bottom boat? No. no. <laughs> That's a thing. I promise. <laughs> I was one on one in Key West. You almost went okay, on one? Um, yeah, in Key West. So you didn't actually go on it. No, I almost did though. But I promise you, it's a thing. <laughs> did you see it? How do you? <laughs> was well, it we there? Were planning on? Did yeah, you see there, it? Yeah. We did see it. Did you see the glass floor? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Never mind. It was made of glass, as the name would um, signify. Glass floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Matthew Stafford is. I still am not convinced that he is like a good quarterback he's kind of in the middle i don't know he he throws lots of interceptions he ate too big of a breakfast early in the season and he was full now that's that's my thoughts on the game so yeah i thought the the rams probably should have won that game jimmy g was bad up until like the last eight minutes of the game and then a little in overtime um but it just it, I think he did something that Baker can't. That's true. Game winning drive. He did. He did do that. So we'll see. I I still think that Jimmy G is not a very good quarterback, but he did he did well for ten minutes. But he's hot. That's true. He is a smoke show. <laughs> well, we should li- we should do a power rankings of most attractive quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, Mike Glenn. I saw one about coaches. And the results were well, very I, interesting. I feel like Mike LaFleur is up there. Steph- Sean McVay. Mike mean Matt LaFleur? Matt's brother sorry, looks like sorry. exactly him. Bruce Arians um, wasn't Shan- last. Bruce Arians was like upper middle. <laughs> Who was last? Andy Reid? was very surprising. Andy Reid, I think, was last. Arthur, or, uh, Arthur Smith the has to guy. be down there. David no, Culley? I was going to say Arthur, Arthur Smith, the, the Atlanta head coach. Got no neck. No chin. Um... Who else is Joe Judge and Matt Rule were low. Matt Nagy oh, so was kind Matt of Rule's... high. I think Matt Nagy was like top ten. 
<laughs> I, I feel like for an old guy, up. Pete Carroll kind of gets it. I was he was saying, Pete Carroll. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Mike Zimmer might be kind of kind of low. Oh. <laughs> Mike yeah, Zimmer. Yeah. yeah, Mike Zimmer. What about Dan Campbell? Was he? Do you remember who where he was? I think he was in the middle somewhere. He's just an alpha. Okay. All right. Bruce and- Arian surprised me though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do that sometime. That'll be a segment that we'll add in. Anyway, uh, moving on to the final overtime game, and pro- most likely, in my opinion, the game of the year uh, for the NFL this year was Chargers Raiders. This game was a win or go home up until the Steelers won and the Colts lost, and then it turned into win or go home or tie, and you both go. Uh, and for a while there, it really looked like we were headed for a tie uh, when it went to overtime, and then field goals were exchanged, and then the Raiders started running the ball and running the clock out. You know, it really looked like it was going to be a tie, but um, some controversial well, was- stuff happened in overtime. <laughs> But we can talk about uh, the game first. Justin Herbert was a god on fourth oh down god. plays, but plays one through third, like first through third, he was just kind of fuck it. Someone's down there somewhere, and then fourth nah, play, it was like yeah. They just wanted to make it hard on themselves. Have terrible throws first through third, just to make everyone stress more on fourth down. They didn't want to make the game look rigged. They were trying to give us a show. I mean. Honestly, it was probably the most stressful game I've watched since last year's playoff games. Just like I was on the edge of my seat. It at went to fourth down so many times. The last two minutes of that game took like half an hour. It was insane because <laughs> they kept throwing incompletions and then out of bounds or timeouts when they did get a fourth down conversion. Wasn't it like an eighteen play two minute drive? Yeah, or something like that. It was long, and it took twenty nine real time minutes. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy, but. Um, yeah, Justin Herbert looked great. Um, some questionable decisions throughout the game. Uh, the Chargers decided going, oh my deciding God. to go for it on fourth and two at their own eighteen, down three. Well, Brandon, tell us what you think. Yeah. About so, <laughs> I don't. I do not care what the analytics say. Like, I love analytics, like Moneyball. Like, there is a time and a place for them. But you're completely neglecting the emotional factor of having your offense just give the ball to the other team and say, here's three free points. At least. Like, your defense literally just got off the field. They, I, I think it was a punt. They just got yeah. a stop, just got a punt. This would have been a three and out, I think. And then you go three and out, and just you're like, instead of flipping field position, and be like, ah, this drive didn't go anywhere. You're just going to give it to him at the 18. See, like, I'm a little less... Annoyed at it? No, I not at the it was wrong. Nope, not at the 18. No I, think it, well, here, here, here. I think it was wrong. But if you're going to do it, don't run an HB dive up the middle on fourth and two. Especially because you ran the same back. exact play the last play. You ran a, a run up the middle, the sa- like, same play. At least let Justin Herbert like make the play. Don't let Austin Eckler behind a bleh, average offensive line. Against a good Raiders D line, probably the only like above average to really good lo- uh, unit they have, uh, beat you, and it was just not a great play call, not a good situation no. to do that. Oh, so, can, can we also talk about how Max Crosby beat the Chargers right tackle like an absolute drum all night? Yeah. It yes. was embarrassing. Storm Storm Norton should probably not be uh, not be playing anymore. <laughs> he was getting killed, man. He was getting cooked. Between that and then every Chargers receiver having the drops in the second half, Herbert could not mm-hmm. get a break. 
it, it was like how Trevor likes his steaks. Well done. But back to the fourth down call. <laughs> At least Brandon Staley stayed true to himself. No, I, mean, I don't care. But, like, he's been doing it. He did it against the Browns. He literally did it on fourth and, what, 13 against the Browns, and he got that pass interference call. He's been doing no, it all year. These are different situations. Those are all in enemy territory. Not the one against the Browns, it wasn't. It was on their own. Yeah, but they weren't like they weren't down three points. They were down like two scores. I mean, he still stayed true to it. I don't care. I I mean, I don't. Brandon Staley cost his team like three wins throughout the season. He stayed true to himself. That's why I I don't true to losing with the call. I'm not saying that I agree with Joe Judge stayed true to himself. He did. He ran two straight (laughs) QB sneaks, not one but two. And then the internet, the the internet, diamond, the internet bullied him out of a job. Because he was that bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't get fired <sighs> yesterday when he met with the owners. But, like, today, after they announced he was staying, then he got fired. Uh, but not from uh, anyway. team in the biggest game of the year. You just don't. Yeah. You Okay. Let's talk about the other controversial thing that came up in this game. I don't even think this is Well, some people do. So... It's overtime, right? The The Raiders are running the ball. They're kind of – they're getting yards, but they're running the clock out. Nobody's calling timeouts. They look like they're okay with a tie. At least that's what it seems like. 38 seconds left. It's third and four. The play clock's running down. Brandon Staley decides to call a timeout, his first, at the, like, 42 of the Chargers, I think. It would have been – if they didn't get any yards, any more yards, it would have been a 59, 60-yard field goal. Uh, next play, Raiders out of the timeout. They run a like a shotgun uh, running play, and they get like ten yards. And they end up calling a timeout three seconds left, kick the game when he field goal game's over. So, what are you? I know Trevor just said what his opinion was. Brandon and Blaze, kind what's, of. what's your did, opinion but... on the timeout? Do you think it actually impacted what the Raiders were going to do, or do you think it had nothing to do with the actual outcome? I mean. Maybe it changed their mindset a little bit, but they were just—they weren't going to kneel it. We saw the formation; they weren't kneeling the ball. They were going to run the ball, and they ended up running the ball anyway. It just so happened that that run went for like 15 yards and put them in field goal range, so they won the game. Like if that run gets stopped at the line of scrimmage, they tie. They were—they were perfectly okay with the tie, so they ran the ball. What about you, Blaze? That's exactly what I was at the time. I was like, "This was stupid." He cost his team the win right here. Chris Collinsworth was talking about how it was stupid. Al Michaels, and I think they influenced my initial thought a bit with them like mm-hmm. reacting the way they did. But the more I would look at it, they were in shotgun. They weren't going to kneel in shotgun, and it was just that ten yard run that really put that dagger in there. So I think it was more like I. Did the Chargers didn't have the right defensive personnel or something? I forget. Someone was wide open, one of the receivers. I don't know if it was Renfro or something. But that's why he called the timeout. And I, it makes sense, but I don't know. I think that 10-yard run by Jacobs was still the biggest influence of them winning that game instead of tying. And the, the Raiders had a perfectly good reason for trying to win that game. It's either play the Bengals or go to Arrowhead, who's embarrassed them by 20-plus points twice this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Trevor? You kind of agree? No, I, I agree with him. I thought they were going to have different takes here. But yes, even when he initially called the timeout, there was only two or three seconds left on the play clock. So it wasn't like he was trying to stop it and save more time for his offense because, I mean, okay, you get a stop. 
you get the ball back with two seconds if they punt it on your own two-yard line. Like, nothing's going to happen. Um, I mean, I know crazier things have happened, but just thinking. So, it, for me, it was, yes. And even when he came out and explained it, it was like he didn't have the right defense. I was like, that makes sense. Something He saw something and he didn't want it to happen. The Raiders were already in shotgun. They were going to run the ball. They, you know, I mean, uh, they probably would have gotten two or three yards anyway. I think they would have kicked it on fourth down either way, kicked the field goal, even if it was a 56-yarder, 57-yarder. Um and it just so happened they got better field position from it. I know that a lot of people were after the game were like, Derek Carr said it changed their mindset. Well, no, it changed their mindset because they changed the play and they were able to get eight yards on the next play. I mean, so like, I mean, tying was always an option. If they got blown up in the backfield, they weren't going to try to kick a field goal. They're just going to let the clock run out because there was no reason to attempt a field goal longer than 57, six, 57 yards or whatever. So. I don't think Brandon Staley calling the timeout cost them anything. So that's just my thought, though. Here's some food for thought. Having an awful defense did. Yeah, honestly. Uh, say the Chargers, after calling that timeout, they did blow the play up in the backfield. It was actually a loss. Do you think the Chargers then would be like, hey, let's call a timeout here. No. Make them punt it. No. Really? You don't they think would, they, they would have taken the tie? I don't know. Division rival, I would have made them punt it. I would have taken the play clock down to like eight seconds, nah, be- and then made him punt it. What if you because muffed the I punt? I can get a block. I was just say yeah. Then you, I, you I don't feel the punt. punt. Why would I feel the punt? Well, then the clock's gonna yeah. run. Then it's no, no, no. I, oh, you're saying to you're, block the kick. Send, well, then if you get roughing the kicker, then they get 15 yards and they kick the yeah. field goal. You, at that point, you just take that. You just you take the playoffs. You you made the playoffs. That's true. Just drop yeah. the headset on the <clears> ground <throat> and walk on the field to shake hands. You're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think I'm what really how- cost them the game, though, was those three free points they gave them on that fourth and eighteen, <laughs> or at their own eighteen. I mean, possibly, awesome, yeah. That three points was the difference in the game. I can't imagine how Steelers fans were feeling during this game. Like <laughs> all day, you were like, "This isn't actually going to happen." Like, and then they didn't kneel at the beginning, and you're like, "All right, so it's fine." And then the Raiders went up by like Schefter even tweeted about it, twelve points. And then their shifter's like, all right, this is an awkward score. They're not going to come back from it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, once they, they once the high. once the Raiders <laughs> failed that two point conversion, we were all like, okay, this game's not ending in a tie whatsoever. How right. did they kick a field goal? Well, they kicked a field. The the Chargers scored a touchdown. No, no, no. They kicked a field goal. Yeah. So it's twenty nine fourteen. Chargers score a touchdown. Go for two. Get it. Twenty nine twenty two. Then they score the game tying touchdown. Oh, okay. with zeros on the clock. Um. Yeah. So those were the kind of big games uh, going on this week. Moving on to one of the games. Well, wait, one more thing. One what? more thing. I am just curious. Do you think the fact that a tie sent them to the playoffs impacted Brandon Staley not going for two at the yeah. end? Like, do you think if it was winning in, Brandon Staley would have went for yeah. two? Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Okay. For sure. Okay. I just, with it, with his aggressive with nature, the way in weeks one through 17, he goes for the win. But because... You can get into the playoffs with a tie. He's like, well, there's really no incentive for me to go for this because if I win, I'm in. If I don't get it, I, I'm out. But if I kick this extra point, yeah, maybe. okay. I just, I, I thought so too. I just, I was making sure I wasn't alone on that. So. Do you think the uh, NFL will change week uh, 18 rules now, where they all have to play at the same time if it's playoff contention? Nope. You don't? No, no there was no reason. Because the the Chargers Raiders could have colluded, just gone with the tie, and they both get it. They did not. 
and it turned out to be the best game of the year. So I, I would true. bet money on the fact that Roger Goodell called both franchises and said, "You cannot do this." They will. Yeah, be, they, he, will be they would have probably offered up some sort of punishment, like yeah. for collusion. If the tie did happen naturally, though, do you think that the yeah, if, if if the tie happened naturally, do you think the NFL would consider changing it to not allow? No, because electric. No, no, because it yeah. was like the most no. viewed game of the year. Like, if it was like a six to six tie or something compared to a thirty-two to thirty-two, I think it would have been different. But because it was such a good game, I think that like saved yeah. them. If that it. run on third and four is stuffed in the backfield and they just let the clock run out and get a tie, it's fine. That's how the game ended. That's how all of it led to it because there were ever both teams were trying to win at least until the last two minutes. Um, yeah. yeah, just nine times out of ten, I hate ties. I mean, I think they're fine. I just it's just like, and I mean, if especially if it's your team, it sucks. Yeah. But I guess if it's other teams, it's funny. I, I do want to ask though: Does anybody know what the overtime rule is in the Super Bowl? You play is it the same exact overtime, sure. but then it just doesn't end? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just do I ten minutes. So. It's another ten, ten minute minutes or whatever. Yeah. So it's, but it's, it's the it's same still, exact ten minute overtime, yeah, but you just but it's do it first again. score. I, I believe it's just after the first ten minutes. It would just be first score. Okay. Of the next ten minutes, yeah. and then it would just keep because you have to have a clock running. So it would just be a new ten minute clock. But then yeah. if you get a field goal, score. the first possession, you just win. Well, if the Raiders would have scored a touchdown in that first possession, I would have felt sick for the Chargers because. Then you don't even let Justin Herbert, who's probably the best, one of the best players on the field, not the best the player on the field. I don't know. Derek Carr oh, yeah, was kind yeah. of slinging it at times last no. night. Yeah, but but here's <laughs> the thing: Justin Herbert was better. I mean, yeah, but Justin <laughs> Herbert has the better offense, the better team, and lost the game. Give Derek Carr some credit. Yeah, he played pretty well. He had probably the best throw of oh, the that game. That was a dime. The the what was it third and ten or the, something? The third and long one over the other yeah, side. Yeah, that was the best throw of the words, game. Yeah. But Justin Herbert converting five, fourth, and nine or longers, and the game Ridiculous. winning touchdown with zeros on the clock. And it was like what third and twenty or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was yeah. it was it was a fun was game. It was a fun game. I'm upset that it didn't tie, but it was a fun game. All right, now we go. We move to a team that did play, but not for playoff contention at all. Uh, and we move to Brandon for the Kirk Cousins stat of the week. I don't know if he has one or not, but we'll see. <laughs> it's a, if he doesn't, I will read the Bible verse in his Instagram bio. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> so as we all know, the Vikings beat the Bears, and Kirk Cousins put up another passer rating of like 140. He threw for like 280 and three touchdowns, I think it was, which it's, just, it's Kirk Cousins, man. I, I don't know, but they fired Mike Zimmer. The writing seems to be on the wall that Kirk Cousins may be on the move as well. So we'll see what happens with the Vikings offseason. That'll be interesting. But rather than talking any more about Kirk himself, I wanted to ask you guys, I'm going to go through the top teams that didn't make the playoffs, and you will say whether or not they would have if Kirk Cousins was their quarterback instead of what they have currently. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So first is the Dolphins. They finished 9-8 and eight with two and on. Ooh. I say... They finished nine and eight. I Did say, they I say nine no. Eight? Yeah. Really? Oh my! They yeah, won seven in the last eight. eight. I say eight, yes. Eight last nine. I say yes specifically because they had Jacoby Brissett for like three, four games, and they lost all of them. I feel like they would have won one with Kurt. That's Lewis. fair. And the, okay, ten and right. seven puts no, them in the playoffs. Me. So you convinced me. You convinced me. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Please. 
So yes. you're saying yes? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Next is the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm saying this with the caveat that Kirk Cousins does not get injured like Lamar did. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're no. different players. I don't know. No. I don't know. That's one that I don't know because they're just completely I don't think different. so because I, I think the Ravens' defense, I mean, they played fine, but I don't think the Ravens' defense was ever really that yeah. good. The receiving they core. Would, it would have just been a Minnesota comparison. Their offense is, honestly, if you put Kirk Cousins in that offense for Baltimore, their and, offense is worse than what he has in Minnesota. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, that's also well, that offense is built around Lamar, and Lamar is special. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. yes. I yes. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Chargers. Oh no. no. Nope. Nope. No, because I mean, if Justin Herbert's not going to take him there, there's no way Kirk yep. Cousins is. Broncos. This one's actually really interesting. They yes. finished seven and ten. Yes. I they they're making the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Trevor, Why, what, Trevor, what's your hesitation here? Getting Drew I'm trying to think. Who would they? Who you would think they? Kirk uh, Cousins would have beaten Cleveland. We beat Kirk Cousins. We beat Minnesota. I know, no, but the like with Denver, better. but Denver's better. I mean, are they? Their, the, their defense is comparable, and their defense is way better. I was saying, if any, I think that the offense of Minnesota is much better. I think the I offense think the defense is of Denver better. Is, I think I don't think you're giving enough credit to having a wide receiver room like the Broncos do. It's deep. It's deep, I mean, but I, it's I not just think as just, high. I just think talent. that Justin Jefferson's a top five receiver, and if you have that, and you don't have a top ten receiver in Denver, but I I could see it possibly. But I would say I don't no. think you have a top fifteen or maybe even top twenty receiver in Denver. You just have like three right. top thirty. I think Jerry Judy could be if they had a competent quarterback. Maybe. Okay. Next. And Browns. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would say yes. One hundred percent. Because he could now, he can here's, orchestrate here's a game another drive. Question. Do you think if Kirk Cousins was the starter from week one, Odell would still be on Cleveland? God no. <sighs> Odell hates everybody, and Stephon Diggs hated Kirk. So what makes you think that Odell would? Yeah, but he got the ball. I mean, Jefferson touches the. I mean, Jefferson is our only receiver, really, other than I mean, Thielen was hurt half the year. But, like, if he can get Jefferson, I mean, I guess Odell and Jefferson aren't really that comparable. I, I say maybe. I say it's a much better chance than he had with Baker. Yes, I would say that as well. Then we'll, we'll finish up with two here. The Washington football team and the Saints. Yes and yes. No, no to the foot. I would say no to the football team, yes to the Saints. I, no I'm to the same football as Trevor. team? I they would have to get to not. They he have made to the playoffs with the football team already. <laughs> I know, but that team they kind of just sucked it's really bad, regardless of the quarterback play early in the year. I, I disagree. I, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is three <laughs> wins better than what they have. I think he is. I think he can actually get the ball to their best players, which is Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. Maybe that, that one. I go back and forth. But I mean, it's kind of funny that almost almost all of these we said, yeah, they'd be a playoff team with Kirk Cousins. But the Vikings weren't a playoff team with Kirk Cousins. 
If only he played defense. You know, keep, we're giving we're we're giving Kirk Kirk Cousins wage. Yeah, I, I think was so. Say, keep I in think mind, so. I, in, in reality, I don't think any of those teams would have made the playoffs. <laughs> Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins would have found a way not to. Yeah, he would have found a way to keep them out of the like playoffs. he would have all the all. We're we're just focusing on the games that these teams lost. The games that they won with their other quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins probably would have lost. That's true. That's you want to hear true. something funny though before we end with this. Sure. Uh, on the year, the Vikings' point differential is minus one. <laughs> Damn. They are literally the definition of a 500 team, even though you would can't they, go 500. Would they finish up 8-9? Yeah, I mean, you can't go 500 unless you had a tie. But, yeah, yeah. minus one point differential. Damn, I really wanted Pittsburgh to lose so they could, top, they could go 500. <laughs> uh, all right. Now that we, we've kind of talked about what happened in week 18, let's talk about what happened – the Monday after, so last Monday, Black uh, Black Monday, I believe they call it in the NFL, coaches coaching carousel is wide open now. And there was actually Joe Judge got fired today, Tuesday, um, instead of Monday, which was kind of weird. But Joseph um, Judge, there are now seven vacancies. One of them has a bit of a caveat because it is the Raiders and they are in the playoffs. Uh, but it is the Las Vegas Raiders, Minnesota Vikings, Denver Broncos, Miami Dolphins. New York Giants, Chicago Bears, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So what we're going to do is we are going to rank the these openings in terms of how appealing they are to potential candidates. You know, um, whether that be they have a lot of resources or they have a good roster already or a good quarterback in place, uh, et cetera, whatever we want to kind of judge it off of. So I think the best way to do this, because we didn't kind of have an order beforehand, is just... We'll start at the top, what we think is the best, and then we'll do the worst, and then we'll kind of fill into the middle. Well, I think we can just think... say Giants and Jags are the two worst. Yeah. yeah. I, Giants I, is worse I than actually, Jags. Oh, I think the Giants is the worst. Giants but I is the worst. I don't yes. think the Jags yeah. is that. Yes. I don't think the Jags is as bad as other ones. But really? The Bears? Out of these teams. I would say the Giants is the worst, the Vikings is the second. Well, I guess the Vikings depends on what they do with Kirk Cousins. You're right? you have Kirk Cousins. There's you're, no getting you're out. You're going to win Cousins. eight or nine games, then. Like yeah. you're just, but you have no way to improve this season. It's really. called the draft and drafting defensive players. Yeah, but <laughs> the Vikings—they've done that for years, and they haven't done shit. They had Mike Zimmer as one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL, and they couldn't fix the defense for four years. So, so what's the most appealing? Okay, I'd say the Vegas is the most appealing to me because you have a quarterback. Vegas, you've got you, I you've got a quarterback. No. He's old. Derek Carr's not old. He's like he's been 30. in the league like ten years. Derek Carr's thirty at best. Still been in the league a while. I thought I thought he's been in the league yeah, nine six, years, seven years, maybe eight. But Derek Carr is thirty. Born 30, in nineteen ninety one. How long has he been on? I think the Las Vegas Raiders job is the best job. They have. I heartily disagree. Well, who has a better roster than Vegas right now? The Broncos. Outside of quarterback. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback. Miami doesn't have a quarterback. Minnesota, (laughs) Kirk Cousins. Miami has Tua. Tua's not that good. I wouldn't say that. I but Dolphins have a good defense, and they have second I don't know, I don't know why they've hired Brian Flores. Oh, my God. That was the most infuriating thing. It, what kind of stupid. Here, here's what I got. I have Vegas as one, 
I have Miami's two and I have Chicago's three. I would say Chicago's up there. Yeah. Chicago has a good defense. They've always had a good defense. I mean, Rokon Smith had, what, 18 and a half sacks this year if you're having none last year. Yeah. Khalil Mack was out all year. Um, I think their defense is great. And then if, if you can just get a coach that can coach and develop fields, I think you'll be okay. Um, I, think I have some concerns with Chicago, namely that the, all their defense is really veteran and all their offense is very young and they don't have any, they don't have a first round pick this year. So my fear is you're going to like, you're going to miss the overlap where both sides are good. So that a coach coming in is going to spend two years there where the defense is good next year. The offense is good the year after the defense lost players. And then they're going to go like seven and 10 both years and get fired. I mean, it's not a bad point. I don't know. I just think, I mean, I, I'm basing this, if uh, all the successful coaches in the NFL have quarterbacks that are good and that are consistent. Derek Carr is the only consistently good quarterback on this list. It's pr- not particularly close. Kirk Cousins is close, but he's massively overpaid and the roster has a lot of holes. I I still think the Broncos is second. I think you... You, as a head coach, you take the gamble hoping you can figure quarterback out. Because with a competent quarterback, this team locks into the playoffs next year. Like, you put Jimmy G on the Broncos, playoffs. You put well, hold on. Because they're in a division with the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. So? And, I mean, like, they're not going to be. I mean, beat... the, everyone thought the Chargers were great this year, and they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but they beat the Broncos. They're better than the Broncos. All you have to do is get nine wins, and odds are you're probably going to make the wild card. Miami got nine wins this year. Indianapolis got nine wins this year. I said odds are. You get to nine wins, you have a chance. And Broncos with a competent quarterback, I would lock it in at nine or ten wins. Yeah, if they have Aaron Rodgers, yes. Oh, if they have Aaron Rodgers, they're winning 13 games. Here's the thing. If they get get Jimmy G, I don't think they're making the playoffs. The 49ers made the playoffs with Jimmy G, and they're almost the exact same roster. No, I think the 49ers are significantly better than the Broncos. Their defense is – well, actually, the 49ers' defense is kind of ass outside of Nick Bosa. Let's be honest. They get shredded yeah, that's true. oftentimes. We haven't, we haven't heard not. about anybody Their front seven is the really good. Their back – their secondary is not as good. But their offense, I would say, is significantly better. You have George Kittle, a top two tight end. You have Debo Samuel, who's a Swiss Army knife. Or, or Windex, as <laughs> Blaze would like to say. Uh, you have Brandon Ayuk, who's a good, you know, young num- year two receiver. Jawan, he didn't do shit the first half of the season. Yeah, so he did so, shit. The second half also of the didn't do shit most of the season. <laughs> he was injured. Uh, you have good running backs. Elijah Mitchell's really good. Raheem Mostert, if he's ever healthy again, bro, they just churn out good running yeah. backs. It's ridiculous. You have Kyle Shanahan, who's an excellent head coach. I don't think Broncos are hiring Kyle Shanahan. Well, we're um, saying ranking jobs for a head coach. So if you are a head coach that is a competent head coach, a good offensive head coach, then the Broncos are even. Yeah, but there's no Kyle Shanahan in this in this coaching hire. You Kyle Shanahan is a top three you offensive coach. You can't take into in account the coach that is existing when we're talking about open jobs. Yes, you jobs. can because I'm because you're telling me you can take Jimmy no, G with a new coach. We're talking void of head coaches when we're talking about head coaching positions. <laughs> Can I explain my point, Brandon? You did. No, I'm saying Jimmy G, you say he's a competent quarterback. I disagree. I think it's because of Kyle Shanahan in the offense. What is Kyle Shanahan's record without Jimmy G, Brian? 
bad because he had Nick Mullins. Exactly! If Kyle Shanahan was so good, he could win without, with any quarterback. I don't think Denver's a playoff team with Jimmy G. I think they need an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. They win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Because that makes the job attractive. If you don't have a quarterback, why would you take the job? You're going to get fired in two years. I don't think they're going to have – I think they're sticking with Drew Locke. Okay, then screw that job. This year. You think they're going to do it now? They're going to hire a coach before they get a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I you hope, get to pick your I don't think if I'm a I'm the top coaching candidate, am I gonna risk my head coaching career on Denver, who hasn't gotten a quarterback right since Peyton Manning, or am I going to Justin Fields or Derek Carr, where the quarterback's already there? So, or I can go to two of the most de- dysfunctional franchises over the last ten years, especially the Raiders, or I can go to a quarterback who has not proven at all, has turnover issues, and we have no idea how good he's Dysfunctional actually Dysfunctional franchises that have made the playoffs at least once in the last three years, something Denver cannot say. I mean, look at John Gruden. I they paid, him, wanna, a, I they don't paid wanna, him a quadrillion dollars, and he got fired in two years. Yeah, I don't think I was that was about wor- football. <laughs> I don't want to work for Mark Davis. He's just ugly. <laughs> I just don't want to work for him because he's ugly. All now, I'm is saying, that a turnoff for the Vegas job? Does that I lower the couple so I How about this? How about this? Can we, can we use the same argument for Miami then? Because they're a dysfunctional franchise. I wouldn't want to work for Miami. After what okay, they did so to Brian they're Flores. lower than two. They're lower than two. I never I would, mentioned I mean, Miami John Elway's pretty job. cool. They screwed the best coach they've had in 15 years. Yeah. All I'm what, saying is give me the quarterback, baby. Give me the quarterback. That's why, I think, Tre- the quarterback. That's why I think the Jags is not the worst job. I mean, you get Trevor Lawrence. And the number one overall. But the rest of the Jags is poo-poo garbage. You have yeah, to work for Sean Conn. garbage, but at least you, you get a little bit. Unless you finger girls in a bar and then kick players. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, higher, if you go to, like, racist coaches. the Dolphins or the Raiders or something, well, I don't know about the Raiders. If you go to, like, the Dolphins, your fans aren't going to dress up in clown fits. <laughs> That's what you're getting when you go to the Jags. I don't know. I don't know. After they fire Brian Flores, they might. That's fair. That's fair. The Giants, too. Yeah, the Giants. Maybe the Broncos the Giants won't wear clown fits. No, right. no. And, Joe Judge said the Giants aren't a clown organization. And then he got fired. So, therefore, they're not going to dress up as All right. Clowns. At least we can Come all on, agree guys. the Giants is the worst. Yep. Yes. By far. Do you see the thing where they're offering a free medium soda, but only one per family for Fan Appreciation Day? Just a medium soda. I'm and no sorry, refills. son. No refills. We only have one soda. <laughs> One per family. One per family. Uh, So, (laughs) let's just, one more time, just to make sure we've got it down. I don't think any of us agreed on anything. No, I'm just saying, each each of our favorite (laughs) job openings. All right, Trevor, what's your favorite? What do you think is the best one? Okay, Brandon, what do you think is the best one? I like the Bears. I I agreed with you on the Raiders being one. But the the argument was the disrespect of the Broncos. So I would go Raiders one, and then I go Dude. back and back and forth on Broncos Bears. I would put Broncos two Bears three. Okay, Blaze. I would say Broncos one probably, 
And that was a good point about the Dolphins doing them dirty, so that's not a desirable thing. But I think Dolphins have one of the best rosters mm -hmm. out of these teams that you could work with. So I would still say Dolphins number two, probably. And then Bears. Okay. I think the Raiders is one. I think... See, I had Denver high, but now I'm being pissy about because it. he has to be different no he no no to i'm gonna keep denver i'm gonna keep denver high but i have <laughs> vegas one chicago two denver three all right <laughs> what no we're moving he on i'm done be what? he has to be different that's my original ranking trevor <laughs> just kidding i'm kidding all right fine. on to the and next we'll Mommy and Daddy fighted a little bit too long, and I am very uncomfortable <laughs> with the energy we created in this podcast right now. Wait, who's Mommy and Daddy? Who do you think is Mommy and Daddy? <laughs> Wait, I'm not Mommy. I wasn't really arguing. No, oh, you were. I've seen you. Who are the two people that were arguing for the past five minutes? <laughs> you and I were just laughing. That's why I wanted to make sure I wasn't mommy. And no, daddy. we're the kids who are listening from the other room as our parents are trying to get divorced. <laughs> Jimmy Jesus shit quarterback. All right, now on to our pickums. Uh, it was a fun week in weeks 18. Uh, we picked four NFL games and one in the national championship game, which we didn't touch on because, uh, frankly, I only watched like the second half. Um, Georgia yeah, did beat Alabama, which was quarter. great. Um, but I believe. Uh, Trevor uh, and Brandon went two and three. I went three and two, and Blaze went one and four, which brings our overall regular season standings um, to Trevor in the lead at fifty one and thirty nine. Brandon and Blaze are tied at second for at the at uh, forty nine and forty one, uh, and I am very close behind at forty eight and forty two. So today we're going to pick all of the first round wildcard weekend matchups um, starting on Saturday. And we actually have a Monday night game, uh, which is pretty cool uh, for wildcard weekend. I don't like it personally, Why? but I like Monday night football. It just shortens the week for the winner. I guess that's, that's a good point. They'll play probably Sunday, I would assume then. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. We, we will. We will go in order of the time. So we will start with the early game on Saturday, which is the Raiders at the Bengals. And for these slates, we are picking the spreads. So the spread for, I for this game is the Bengals are favored by six and a half. So almost a touchdown favorite over the Raiders. They're six and a half? Yeah. So uh, who wants to start? Trevor, you want to you wanna start? Yeah, I'll start with this game. Um, I think... The Bengals are going to win, but I think the Raiders are going to cover. I think six and a half is a little much. Um, I know that the Bengals did beat them by a lot earlier this season, though. Um, but it's the playoffs. Games are usually a little bit tighter in the playoffs. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to cover. It's going to be a fun game, I think. Because um, that Bengals offensive... I mean, I know that the Bengals offensive line isn't, isn't supposed to be good or whatever, but the Raiders defensive line is good. Uh, so we'll see if Joe Burrow can actually get the ball out. Uh, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Raiders here um, uh, with the plus, plus six and a half. Blaze. Who day nation. I knew that was coming. Who day is going to blow the Raiders out of the water? Not a blowout, but they're going to beat them by more than six and a half points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow on rest. Joe Mixon coming off of rest. I don't remember which receivers played or not and who were rest, resting. I know Jamar Chase rested. 
Um, Bengals are going to mop the floor with the uh, the Raiders. The Raiders are still going to be tired from that long-ass game Sunday night. So, Bengals. I'm taking Raiders minus six and a half. I think it's too many points in a, in a big time playoff game. Raiders plus six and a half. Minus, yeah, the Raiders are plus six and a half. You said minus six and a half. Oh my bad. But um, Raiders kind of have this weird, like almost fake team of destiny feel for some reason to me. Like they shouldn't be in the playoffs. They shouldn't have won last no. weekend. They get blown out all the time, but somehow they still have enough wins. It's it doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to roll with it anyway. Hope it keeps going. Yeah. The Raiders and the Steelers are two teams that just should not be in the playoffs. It should be the Colts and the Chargers. It, Without a doubt, it should be the Colts and the Chargers instead of the Raiders and the Steelers. Nah. But it's, I, I, think, I think every one of their quarterbacks, except maybe Big Ben, is better than Carson Wentz. So I'm not, I'm not as disappointed the Colts aren't in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go with Blaze on this one and pick the Bengals. Um, I don't think they're going to mop the floor with them. I think they'll win by a touchdown. But that's all I need them to win by. So uh, I think the Bengals will take care of business at home. Um, teams that, you know, throw the ball downfield a lot tend to give the Raiders struggles. And case in points, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so I think the Bengals will take take the win on this one. Uh, the next game, I just forgot that I was doing these. Uh, the next game, <laughs> Saturday night, is, another, is a rematch between the uh, division rivals, New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills. Game is in Buffalo. Uh, Bills are favored by four and a half, which I don't know. I feel like that's a little little, uh, little low for me. Uh, Blaze, why don't you start out with this one? Oh, Bills Mafia. Some tables are going to be broken Saturday night after the game. The only reason <clears throat> the Pats won that first game is just that shitty weather condition and then also running the ball an ungodly amount of times. Um, Bills pretty handedly beat them two weeks ago, and I think the Bills Bills have it in them again. Fours, I think, a good number to beat them by. Brid, I I agree. I'll take the I'll take the Bills with the points here. They they whooped the Pats a second time, and then the Pats got clowned by the Dolphins in the last week, and it kind of seems like the Pats are a team that can embarrass really bad teams play really well against okay teams, but just cannot hang with the elite teams in the NFL, and that's what the Bills are. So four and a half seems like too little. Trevor? I'm a big Joshy boy guy, so I am going with Bills as well. I think Josh Allen's going to have, let's go, two passing, one rushing touchdown, one to Diggs, one to Dawson Knox, and then Singletary will have his own rushing touchdown. So I'm going to say they, they, they handily beat the Pats. Uh, to clean sweep, I'm going with Buffalo, minus four and a half. I think that line is too low. Um, the Patriots have struggled against good teams this year, um, and they beat up on really bad teams. I think people are maybe getting a little carried away with their 50-point blowout wins against the Jets and the Jags. Um, or their 38-point win against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. They beat up on bad teams, Trevor. <laughs> they, do. they do beat up on bad teams. I, wasn't dis- I was not disagreeing with that statement. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going with the Bills. They've... they've you know, if that game wasn't, if that first game wasn't, you know, complete tornado in the stadium, I think, uh, I think the Bills walk out with a win in that first game and sweep the season series. Uh, moving on to the Sunday slate, the main slate of games, we have the early game, which is the Eagles at Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay is favored by nine points here, the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, Brandon, start us off with this one. 
I love this Eagles team for some reason. I don't know why. And this game screams last year's playoff game where the, the, the Bucks really struggled with the football team. And I think the Eagles are a much better roster, and I think the Bucks are in a worse place than they were this time last year. So nine seems like a ton in this situation, so I'll take the Eagles. Blaze? I agree wholeheartedly. This is last year's game against the football team. The Eagles, Jalen Hurts going to play three snaps. He's going to twist his ankle. Nothing serious, just enough out for the game. Gardner Flint Minshew II is going to come in. <laughs> He's not going to win the game, but he's going to put up just enough points to cover. So I'm picking Eagles on this one. Didn't Gardner Minshew play against the Cowboys last week? <laughs> yep. Yeah. How'd they do? <laughs> they hung with him in the first half. Not going to mm-hmm. lie. Well, most of the first half. Well, I'm curious if they started to pull people. Well, they in had, the, second the Eagles half were not playing their first team. They had big COVID okay. issues, too. Yeah. Last okay. Week. So did Dallas. Okay. I was like, they. But still. So, so I want to pick the Eagles because everything is pointing. Eagles are – I mean, that's a lot of points. The Bucks are, don't have – I mean, they have Mike Evans. Is Fournette still out? Yes, I think so. Um, I think so. So, like, the only weapon now that AB's gone for Tom Brady is, I mean, I guess Anthony yeah, Miller and then Mike Gronkowski. Evans. Gronkowski. I forgot Andrew about that. Andrew Bernard could, could be back. Just for like 150. I think so. Eh. But I feel like everything – because, like, like you said, the Bucks. I mean, I guess they beat the – Panthers, but they they haven't been playing well in the first half recently. Um, I have the Eagles circled. I'm going to stick with the Eagles. I'll stick with them. Everything's pointing towards it, but I kind of want to pick the Bucks. Eagles. All right. Covering. I am going to go with the Eagles, uh, and it's only because these two teams played each other this year, um, and it was a 28-22 game. That the Bucks won. And that was when the Bucks were at full strength, or near full strength, at least on offense they were at full strength, back at the um, beginning, middle part of the season. And the Eagles still found a way to cover, and they were nowhere near in that game, the way, even though the score was only a six-point game at the end. Um, so I'm going to go with the Eagles to cover. Um, they're, just, they're just a good, a well-coached football team. They, they don't seem to have as much talent as some of the other teams they've played. But they just play consistent football, and they play up to their competition, and they blow out the teams that they should blow out. So uh, I think they'll cover that. I think the Bucks will still win, but it won't be by more than nine points. Um, now moving on to probably everybody's favorite game of the uh, wild card weekend, and that's the Nickelodeon uh, yes. slime game, which is the San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is also the closest spread we have of these games. Cowboys only favored by three points, despite scoring 50 against the Eagles um, in the previous week. Uh, Trevor, we'll start with you on this one. 49ers are winning outright, but I am so excited for the slime zone. It's going to be a fun game. Debo's going to get a touchdown, and then he's going to be covered in slime. Uh, I'm excited. But the the 49ers are going to win. Brandon? And, and cover, obviously. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus three and a half. I kind of want to take the 49ers just because of the whole Jimmy G rant. <laughs> but I, I think the Cowboys are just the better team at this point. That defense is still really, really good. And they're they're about due to win a playoff game or two. So I, this year is as good of a chance as they got as any. Blaze? 
It's funny time, 49ers, slime time, Nickelodeon, Cowboys losing on the Nickelodeon <laughs> slime time game. Stephen A is going to have a treat at his disposal. Um, MVP, Jimmy G. Jimmy G will be the MVP. Um, I think it's going to be Kyle Juszczyk. That's my guess. Ooh, it's definitely now that I've said it aloud, pick. it is one hundred percent gonna yeah. be Kyle Juszczyk. I like Kyle Juszczyk. He's a good guy. He he could be a fun MVP. Yep. I wait, wait, what was your oh, pick? Yeah, Blaze picked the 49ers. I pick 49ers. Okay. Young oh, okay, Sheldon's okay. gonna have himself a day too if he explains rules again. Oh boy. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> All right. I was back and forth on this game, but our argument earlier really solidified my stance that Jimmy G is going to throw this game away. Uh, the 49ers oh are gosh. going to have a chance to win this, and Jimmy G is going to, quote-unquote, overthrow Emmanuel Sanders for the game-winning touchdown of the Super Bowl-esque performance. Um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win this one and cover. They'll probably win by, like, six points because Jimmy G will throw a red zone pick with, like, a, ten seconds left. How can you think that Jimmy G he, – he had two game two drives in the Rams game, one at the end of regulation, one in overtime, to give them that win? I don't know. <laughs> He's the whole reason they were down 17. Also, the only reason they came back in that game was because they ran the ball. I'm pretty sure the two touchdown drives out of the second half, he threw two passes. Uh, and not even the touchdown pass. That was Debo Samuel. Say that was Debo. That was Debo. So Just let Debo be the quarterback. <laughs> so, yeah, give me the Cowboys in that one. Um, the Now we move on to the late game on Sunday, Sunday night football. <laughs> it's probably the... The worst matchup of all of them. It's the Big Ben-led Steelers fucking wheeling him in on a hearst to play the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Uh, Chiefs are favored by 13 points. That's probably the biggest spread you'll ever see in a playoff game. Uh, Blaze, you want to go first? You seem to be very, very excited the for this. The TikTok Bowl. It's the TikTok Jackson Bowl. Mahomes is going to do a nice little dance on Arrowhead Stadium. Don't you mean Jackson Mahomes? <laughs> Jackson Mahomes. I'm Ironically, sorry. Um, the TikTok Bowl is between two two people who don't play, who aren't playing. That's still <laughs> a TikTok Jackson Bowl. They're going to be on the sidelines. Juju Smith-Schuster. Chase Clown. It's going to be like a UFC fight. It's going to be Bowl. Jackson Mahomes and... Juju and Chase Claypool. It's going to be a 2v1. Who would win in a fight? It's going to be, that's the main event. And then the Steelers-Chiefs game is just kind of there. That's like the little opener. That's just like, eh, we're going to watch this, I guess. But the real thing, Jackson Mahomes, Juju Claypool. And Jackson Mahomes is going to win that. But the Steelers-Chiefs, 13 is a lot of points. Chiefs embarrassed the Steelers earlier. It's going to happen again at Arrowhead. Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs minus 13. Okay. Trevor, uh-huh. what do you got? <laughs> I agree. Chiefs minus 13. The Chiefs were up 30 to nothing on the Steelers the first time they, they played this yes, season in Arrowhead. And they won 36 to 10. I, I think they could beat them by even more this week. <laughs> Brandon? I, I, it's just a I joke. I kind of want to yes, take the Chiefs Steelers. are covering. <laughs> Do it. The team of destiny. Lock it in. Ride with Big They're Ben. Gonna the Steelers. They're going to lose by 12. Okay, Steelers plus 13. I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I want team a of Raiders destiny Steelers, Steelers AFC championship. Oh, that, would be be like un- that would be unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> you just have Derek Carr getting sacked every other play, and then Big Ben throwing the ball into the dirt four yards short of his wide receivers. 
Big Ben, he wasn't expecting to play this long. That's why he's so, that's why he can't throw the ball anymore. He was expecting to end his season around week 17. Um, all right. Well, that was the second to last game. Now we have the Monday night football game, um, which could be, could end up being a pretty competitive game. Uh, division rivals, Cardinals and Rams in Los Angeles. Rams are fin- uh, favored by four and a half. Brandon, who you got in this one? Initially, when I started looking at these these spreads earlier today, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take the Rams. The Cardinals are really limping to the finish. But, like, so are the Rams, kind of. So they have the not played well yeah. down the stretch, <laughs> especially Matt Stafford. Like, when Matt Stafford is on, he is elite. Like, what was it? The um, What game was a few weeks ago where he made every single throw and he was balling? Was it? Was it Man, the Cardinals game? Know. The other Cardinals game? Yeah, he was he was good in the, that Cardinals You're game. You're like, oh, he was spinning in that game. And then he just throws pick sixes, and they blow the game against the 49ers. Like, I I don't know which Matt Stafford's going to show up, but I guess I trust McVeigh over Cliff Kingsbury. And the Cardinals have been really bad lately, so I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Rams minus four and a half, I guess. You already know I'm taking the Rams. Cliff Kingsbury's not a good head coach. I'm going to keep saying it as long as I can. Uh, the Cardinals are going to be missing D-Hop. They got no J.J. Watt. Well, not so fast on the J.J. Watt front. Is he Is he playing? There's, there's rumors. Okay, well, the, a, oh. a vaguely healthy J.J. Watt might be playing. Um, I still give it to the Rams. Uh, I think they're a better team. Um Cooper Cup's the best player on the field uh, in this game. Jay, Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald's the second best player. Jalen Ramsey is the third best player. Um, so I, I'll give it to the Rams. I think they'll cover four and a half. This one was the hardest one for me to pick because both teams have just been poo-poo these past couple of weeks. Um, it's going to come down to Matt Stafford and how many pick sixes he throws. I can see the cards. How many he throws? I <laughs> like how you're assuming that he's going to throw. Oh, there's going to be one. Um, <laughs> the question is, is there two? <laughs> Rams. We're going Rams. Not confident, but. I think that the Cardinals will score one defensive touchdown, whether it is a pick six or some other form. I don't think the Cardinals are going to win, but I think the Cardinals are going to cover. Four and a half seems like too many points. So I'm going to choose Cardinals here. Um, I do agree that Rams have Cooper Cup, who's probably the best player in the field. But I think Kyler Murray is too good to lose by a lot of points here. Especially when they beat the Cowboys a few weeks ago and we're all pretty high on the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Cardinals for the points here. So, All right. Uh, that concludes our pickums for this week. Uh, we're going to pick the rest of the playoff games as they come up. Um, that will be the ending of our of our uh, pickums for the whole year, and we'll see who ends up on top. It's anyone's game, honestly. The I think the way these things shake out, we we might have a new at least a chance of a new leader, or or, or the standings to entirely flip uh, on their heads. That's I said a chance. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to happen. I said based on the picks that there is a chance, depending on how things shake out. There now is. we will move to our final segment. Uh, this is Brian's big board. Um, so uh, I will be kind of going through uh, a certain ranking, uh, and the guys will see if they agree with me or not. And this week, 
because the regular season is over uh, and the fantasy season is over, it means we're looking towards, at least in dynasty leagues, the rookie draft um, coming up in six months. Uh, or probably not that much, like four or five, four months or something. Um, so I will be kind of going through my top 12 rookies as I see it right now before they're, you know, drafted or, or have their pro days or whatever. So these are blank stats just based on the regular season of college football, who's declared, who's projected to declare, um, and things like that. So without further ado, I will go start at 12, actually. I'll start at 12, and we uh, I'll give a little bit of an explanation as to why I picked each player, and if you want to kind of yell at me or agree or disagree, jump in whenever you want. Um, so at 12, I have Zach Charbonnet uh, running back from UCLA. Uh, I was about to ask who is that, but you answered my he, question. You should know who he was. He transferred from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, he was at Michigan. Didn't he, I say, didn't, is he the one that used to be yeah, Michigan's he running back? He's a former okay. five-star okay. Uh, running back, I believe. Uh, but he's had a career resurgence at UCLA. He didn't. He, he transferred out of Michigan because he was in a crowded backfield. Um, I just think he's a very good running back. Very um, great in between the tackles. Can catch the ball out of the backfield if he's asked to do it. Depending on the team that he goes to, I think he could be a starter. Uh, number 11, I have Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver from Penn State. Um, I think he's going to be a borderline first-round pick late, which means he could go to a really good offense. So it could go to like a Kansas City or Green Bay or Buffalo. Uh, and if he does do that, then I really think he could skyrocket up rankings. He's going to get a lot of catches. Um, we do we do the fantasy draft after the normal draft, yeah. right? Okay, thank yeah, God. No, because I don't want to like no, take you, guesses. Yeah, you're not gonna. There will be no guessing. <laughs> um, at ten, I have Kenny Pickett. Um, this is based on our leagues, so quarterbacks are less valuable because we all have quarterbacks now. I don't think Kenny Pickett would be a starter on any team of ours, no matter where he went. Um, he'd have to prove it to us in in actual NFL games to be considered that. Um, but I think he'll be drafted to a team that needs a starter, and he will start year one. So we'll see how he how he fares. Uh, at number nine, uh, that was ten. Yeah, at number nine we have Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State. Olave, number eleven, good route runner. Um, I think he could be a good number two receiver. I don't think he's a number one receiver in the NFL. I don't think he's the size. Um, I mean, what is he? Six foot one eighty. He's a little taller. He's taller than Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson's six foot. I don't know exactly right. how tall he is, though. Well, I think he was he was the, in my opinion, he's the third te- third most talented receiver on that team, on Ohio State, uh, behind Wilson and and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, so I think he he'll fit here. He'll probably also go into the first round, maybe into the second round, depending on how the other receivers stack up. Um, at number eight, Matt Corral. He's my number one quarterback. Um, in the NFL draft right now, uh, the grocery think, bagger. What? The grocery that's bagger. That's Bo Nix. Bo, uh, Bo Nix is the. Gro- <laughs> <laughs> Where did he transfer to? He transferred. I don't, somewhere. I don't, I don't think know he, he said announced yet. yet. I thought he did. I thought he transferred. Like no, that was no, Spencer Rattler. Right yeah. Uh, okay, hold on. Where did Bo Nix go? I swear he went. Also, oh, what about Matt Crow's ankle? I, what was the verdict um, on that? I didn't hear. He said it's fine. He said it's not gonna. It's just okay, a sprained ankle. Bonix is going to Oregon. Oh yeah, I knew that. Uh, I did see that. Yeah. Well, Oregon's going to finish at ranked twenty fifth next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think Matt Corral will be the first quarterback drafted. Um, Carolina or Washington, probably. Um, 
So both of those teams, I feel like, could be decent places for a quarterback to go. They've got some good offensive players in place already. Um, at seven, uh, Kenneth Walker, Michigan State running back at seven. Uh, I think he's very – he's a great runner. Um, I don't think he's has much in the, game, in the way of uh, receiving talent. Uh, he didn't really catch passes at Michigan State. He's just mainly a, a downhill running back. Um, really elusive. Reminds me of a little bit of a poor man's Nick Chubb to where, you know, he's great in between tackles. He can break tackles, stretch runs to the outside, um, but not really receiving threat. What was that, Brandon? You gave me a little side eye there. I don't know if I've really seen Nick Chubb and Kenneth Walker, but the explanation was all right. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb's just so special. Like, I, he's one of those players yeah, you he's can't very really compare. Spe- I said, his- that's why I said poor man's. I said he's... He's not not nearly as special. I would say Javante Williams is a better comparison. You know, breaks tackles, can run in the backfield, but he doesn't catch the ball as, as well as Javante Williams does. Um, yeah, Nick Chubb likes to drop the ball. And Austin Hooper likes to drop the Austin ball. Austin Hooper does like to drop the Austin ball. Austin Hooper just falls regardless of where he's at on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next player, Jamison Williams, Alabama wide receiver. Even with a torn ACL? Even with a torn ACL, with ACL. I think – what six four to six months recovery time and then maybe back to normal by like eight or nine months that's in time for at least the early to midway part of the season i think he's just that talented um really really fast i think he could be true alpha receiver on a team you want to talk Um, about olave being the third most talented osu receiver jameson williams was, was the fourth nah i i don't think anymore i think he uh he uh Improved on his draft. Jameson Williams is just quick. Just very, very he's straight line fast. He's just fast. He's just like he's Tyreek Hill. He's going to be the new Tyreek Hill for a team. I don't think he's that fast. I think he's Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson at his very best. Yeah, and that's a game-breaking receiver. So I think he's going to be very highly valued. Uh, at five, I have Drake London, uh, the wide receiver out of USC. Um, 6'5", 210 or something. Absolute mm-hmm. monster was probably going to be the what the Bolitnikov is the receiver award, right? Yep. I would say if he stayed healthy, he might have been the Bolitnikov winner. Yep. Uh, he had like a ton of catches and like almost a thousand yards halfway through the season. Um, he was balling out before he he had an ankle injury. I think that kind of shelved him for the rest of the year. But I think he's a, a a very very good receiver, and if he has a good forty time, I think he's he has a chance to be the number one receiver drafted. Um, honestly, you- I think Cleveland. Would you say Mike Evans or Vincent Jackson? I would say I don't know how fast he is, but I'd say Vincent Jackson is That's a better what I thought too. Just absolute monster. Not really going to beat you over the top, but just going to catch the ball right over your head. Um, plus, he's 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 got sneaky separation too. He can he can get off get off the line of scrimmage pretty well for a big guy. Uh, number four, I got Garrett Wilson. Um, I think he's a little undersized for like a true number one receiver, but I don't think it matters too much because he's such a good route runner, such a good mover at the line of scrimmage. He can pretty much get separation at will um, and great contesting catch. Um, just absolutely terrific. The Michigan catch was insane. Um, <laughs> the Clemson catch good. two years ago. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. that one was awesome. Very, very, just an all around great player like Clemson catch both years I, oh, I wouldn't yeah. say I wouldn't Clemson. say he's truly elite at anything but he's really 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 good at everything yep 
Um, number three, Isaiah Spiller, Texas A&M running back. Um, he, I didn't realize he was going into the yeah, draft. He's probably going to be 1A, 1B with Brees Hall, who's number two on my list as kind of the running back. I was wondering where Brees – I thought you left him off for a fantasy. second. No, I did not. Um, yeah, but anyway, Spiller, great running back. Probably a better, of the, better receiver of the two, um, but he's still a very excellent player. And then Brees Hall is number two. Um, just three straight excellent seasons at Iowa State. Going to be a beast in the NFL. Probably a little less shelf life because he's ran the ball so much in college, but – that's what running every running back in fantasy is not not that long with shelf life. And then number one is my favorite player in the entire rookie class in terms of um, dynasty is Traylon Burks. I think he's the most talented, just purely physically talented receiver in the entire class. You know, 6'3", 210, blazing fast speed, great hands, you know, great contested catch, just an absolute dominant force. And he put up big numbers in every game. Against every opponent um, on Arkansas, so not even it wasn't an elite program either, like a like an Ohio State with elite receivers and quarterback play, or um, even like a Alabama with Jameson Williams, who maybe doesn't have as much offensive talent, but elite quarterback play nonetheless. So I think he'll be at least my number one player right now. Um, I know you guys probably haven't done as much. Uh, as much of a look into the rookie rookies this coming year, but uh, any any names that kind of stand out or any glaring things that I overlooked? Um, I guess the the only real issue I had was um, it's not really even an issue, but Jameson Williams. I think he's talent wise, you ranked him appropriately, but I think his talent needs a better fit than most because you have to have a deep arm quarterback and an offense that will push the ball down the field or else he will not be utilized. Like Chris Olave is much more plug-and-play in basically any offense, any situation than Jamison Williams is, even though Williams might have more overall talent. Mm-hmm. So I think he is more fit-dependent than the other wide receivers you listed. So that's, that's the only precaution. And coming off an ACL when your big thing is speed is also somewhat of a slight concern. I was going to say, I feel like Olave in a PPR league is just going to get more catches than... See, my, my concern with Olave is that because he's not, like, an explosive, explosive athlete, is that the fact that he's, you know... I, I would say I would say he's undersized, but he's not, like, the size that you would need to be to not be an explosive athlete. I think he might be pushed down a little bit in depth charts and, and on the field. That's just my personal opinion. I think that your number one pick was wrong and that Blaze Davis, quarterback out of Ohio University, <laughs> should be the number one overall pick. You? Mm-hmm. No, who who else would be named Blaze Davis coming out of OU? Who? <laughs> there could be. I, you never know. There is the people named Blaze if all the time. If there was two Blaze Davises at OU and we hadn't heard about it yet. I, it's true. That's very true. I do appreciate you going through the rookies because I didn't yeah. know many of them other than a few of the Ohio State guys. So now I know who to look for. Now you know who yeah, to whenever look this just... draft comes, I'm just going to re-listen to this part. <laughs> it, there's four months until I, I'm expecting this to change a lot. And R- plus, this will change a lot depending on who gets drafted where. Because whoever the Cleveland Browns draft, if they keep Baker, going down a little bit. Um, but what if I want Garrett? You Wilson? can take Garrett. You might get him. Honestly, he'll fall past me if that happens. Nobody loves Garrett Wilson more than me. And if the Browns draft him, I would be scared. Yeah, 
I would be scared. Fantasy-wise. Uh, yeah. I, w- I was right. worried you were going to put a tight end on that list, Brian. No, there's no good tight ends this year. I, I, I don't think there's... Is everyone, was everyone like a freshman? Or like the t- Brock, the, Brock the Bowers is insane, but he's 20 Brock 24. Bowers is a freshman. Yeah, he's, he's a freshman. Yeah. The Notre Dame tight end no, is a he's freshman, a right? Sophomore, I think. Sophomore, whatever. He's still young. So there'll be a good tight end next year. There'll be a great tight end in two years. Yeah, but there's okay. no like okay. elite tight end. Like there's no Kyle Pitts. There's no, I think it's Michael Mayer for Notre Dame. There's none yeah, of those guys yeah. in this draft. I mean, what yeah, Trey McBride's fine. Tight but, end is such a tight ends don't produce to like year three. Yeah, but I still think they're valuable rookie picks because if you know once they do start producing, you have an elite. If you have an elite tight end, you are at an inherent advantage because there's only four of them every season, pretty much. Well, that was kind of my overview and my initial like rookie rankings. They will change as the season as the offseason goes on uh, as we get combines and draft selections and all that jazz. Um, but that kind of wraps it up. If anyone has any last minute thoughts they want to add, but uh, you know, that's all we have for today. You're way too early 2023 national oh. champion. Who? Uh, Bama. <laughs> Who's your pick, Brian? Oh, wait. I thought you were – you had an <laughs> I thought you were just asking Brian, on, too. So I thought you were just putting <laughs> no, no, your I'm hat asking. into the frame no, and that no, was no, it. No, 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 no. I was, I was asking. I was asking. Bama. Uh, yeah, Bama. What's Deion Sanders' college? Jackson, Jackson State. State. I don't think they're <laughs> They State. physically can't make it. <laughs> they no, they're making can't. it. They're changing oh. the rule this year. <laughs> okay. F- FCS schools. All right, we got two Bamas. We got one Jackson State. Who do you think, Trevor? If if it's any year for Ohio State, it's next year. If, nah. if our defense has to turn around. Nah. If the defense goes back to what Ohio State thinks the defensive standard is, this team will be very very scary. But I don't yes. I don't know if anybody's beating Bama next year. No. Bama was young this year. Yeah, <laughs> they're only going to get better. Is Brian Robinson young? Is well, he no, gonna he's going to be gone. But they have other. Bama always has a good running back. Like they always have actually. Good players. They just got um. A transfer from Georgia Tech, Jameer Gibbs, who is a freaky talent at yeah, running back. So good. He's very good. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. This has been our week, uh, NFL Week 18. This is episode 20, I believe. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you guys next Bye. 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 Definitely not an imposter. If I was, then I wouldn't be one, cause I'm not one. Even if I was, I wouldn't say that I wasn't, cause I'm not. It's impossible, implausible, I'm an imposter, imposter. Obviously, I'm not an imposter. Honest to God, I should toss y'all like a rotten salad. Any evidence against me, far from valid. Like I never snap your neck or stab your back or crawl up through the smallest vent. Attack an imposter's a role I can never fulfill. If you don't believe me, ask a guy that I just killed. Oh my God, body reported, RIP orange. Look at this crime, it's so horrid and morbid. Tragic, but let's not linger. Definitely wasn't me, wanna point fingers? Somewhere within these walls, a villain does exist. It walks inside the halls and crawls beneath the surface of your